Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Project Brief. I'm Delta, and I'm here with my co-host, Jay Ringo. Say hi, Jay Ringo. Hello. And today, we are going to talk about Asteroids at Home. So, if you don't know what the Project Brief is, it's a fun, intuitive, and really simple explanation of a Boink project, and, uh, and essentially science, and how you, at pretty much the click of a button, can be a volunteer scientist and use your computing power to help solve some of humanity's greatest problems. Now, I ask that all questions be left till the end, where we can have a little bit of a discussion. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I have another fun acronym in, in this one today. I'll get to that later. But um, as for Asteroids at Home, it's a project runs by, uh, run by the Charles University in Prague with, I think it's got a small link to... Um, university in the Czech Republic, but I'm not completely sure about that. Um, and uh, essentially, we'll probably have to figure out what is an asteroid. So it's essentially just a chunk of space rock, right? And it contains minerals and stuff, pretty much. So asteroids were formed in our asteroid belt in the solar system. When our sun came together with, it, with its accretion disk, which is just basically a whole disk full of dust, and essentially all the mass around that sort of like clumped together, and over millions and billions of years, it clumped together so much and so much that these rocks formed. And so these rocks are made of a variety of different stuff. They're, in a sense, some of them are exactly like the rocks we find here on Earth. And in another sense, they contain minerals. They might contain radioactive particles. Just stuff that the sun pretty much collected in its accretion disk when it was first born. So you'd think that asteroids at home has something to do with probably tracking asteroids, right? It sort of does. Um, but the thing is, it doesn't just take pictures of them because asteroids are really, really small. Well, some of them are really small and some of them are really big. But it, in, essentially, they don't take pictures. They take what's called photometric data and they take data to do with its period. Now, um, they also predict uh, using that information, the shape and the spin of the asteroids. And that's essentially what scientists are interested in. So let's talk about this. What is photometric data? So it's essentially a, a curve that's plotted on a graph, and it represents the amount of light that gets reflected from the asteroid as it's orbiting the sun. And so from here on Earth, you'll find that as the asteroid rotates, it reflects a varying amount of sunlight. Because, I mean, if you've got a square mirror and you've, you've got it outside and you turn it around on, on an axis, you'll find that it shines different amounts of light at you. For example, if it's completely parallel to you, it won't shine any light because there's no part of the mirror that can actually hit you. Same with an asteroid. It'll rotate and it'll reflect different parts of the sun. So um, after we have the photometric data, we also need what's called the period. And the period is essentially just the... Um, essentially how long it takes for the asteroid to spin a complete revolution. So um, if you have a period of one hour, it takes one hour for the asteroid to revolve to its other side, uh, to a whole 360 degrees to be, to be precise. And so once you have this period and you also have the photometric data, computer models and some really, really funky mathematics can be used to actually figure out what it looks like. And so here's an example I posted in the chat. And this image is also on my project brief post that I post uh, every time that I do a project brief. And essentially... It's like a bar of soap, sorry. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really smooth, but I mean, that's, um, that's the best that the computer, uh, computer model can do. And so the picture that you're looking at and the picture you'll see in the project brief post is of a single asteroid. Uh, and it has realistic light reflectivity data coming off of it. So in the virtual 3D space, it looks like it's reflecting 
the sunlight as it would. And it's being rotated in three different ways. You've got face on, side on, and then panned upwards. And uh, that way you can get a pretty good picture of what the whole asteroid sort of looks like. And so the, these images that I've actually pulled are actually from the Asteroids at Home database. So you can actually go on and see exactly what you just crunched. And it's a lot like uh, Prime Grid where um, if you find a prime, you get your name put onto it. So the same with finding an asteroid and determining its model, you find an asteroid and you got your name on it. On it. It's, it's pretty cool. Now, there is one issue with this is that in some of the data... Uh, because, uh, funny enough, their data actually, their photometric data and their period data come from a variety of different sources, not just official um, radio telescopes or official normal telescopes or light telescopes. They come from actual just regular people themselves. And this data might not always have the period data. And you need the photometric plus the period data in order to form a complete model. So in some cases, when you're running asteroids at home, you're going to need to figure out the period data first and, and help out some of the rest of the crunches by finding out that period data. Now, how does it actually calculate all this stuff? So let's start with the example of the period that I had there. So in order to figure out how long it takes for the asteroid to turn 360 degrees, um, the computer will have to try a lot of different values and try and match it to what it looks like on the photometric data. So uh, by analyzing the photometric data, the computer will say, okay, I'm going to randomly try, let's say, one hour for the period. And so it'll say, oh, um, this looks confident within about 89%. And so the computer will say, oh, okay, so let's try an hour and 15 minutes. And then it'll try an hour and 15 minutes. And let's say uh, it's got a confidence now of 79%. And so the computer says, mm, okay, let's try the other way. So maybe it's um, 50 minutes. And then it tests that and gets 90% confidence. And it keeps doing that until it gets to close to 100% confidence. Now, once you have that period, we can now compute the model. So the way computing the model works is it uses a conjunction of the period. So it knows the rotation of the object whenever um, it goes off of a different point in the light graph. And uh, it uses that light graph to do actual computer simulations of saying, okay, if a light were to be shined on this 3D object here, how much light would bounce back to the front of the screen? And so it'll constantly do that and relay it to the front of the screen and remake that model, like I've shown in the chat and in the project brief post. It'll keep trying to reform that model until it gets a really good match to the light graph. So essentially, you're just re-simulating what happens in real life. A light is shined onto the asteroid, the asteroid spins, and you get some photometric data back. And so if your computer can successfully match um, the, photometric, the photometric data of your model to the photometric data of the actual real asteroid, then we have a pretty good model. And that's exactly what Asteroids at Home does. Now, all of the asteroids go into a database called the Dammit Database. <laughs> Yeah, Yo. I love I love my science acronyms, right? <laughs> the scientists always find the best acronyms ever to name things. And so we've got the Dammit database. Now, this is where all the asteroids are stored. Uh, not only is it just their periods, their photometric data, and their um, models are stored here, uh, but there's also lots of other different astronomical metrics that are important to astronomers in wanting to know what the asteroids are. And of course, they come within the simulations, and you, your computer also computes that as well. And um, as I said before, it's just like another prime grid project where you can literally grab an image of the model of the asteroid that you got and say, hey, look, I crunched this. And uh, yeah, it's that 
it's that sort of project. And uh, if you're really interested in astronomy and uh, doing asteroids and finding asteroids and looking at what they look like and stuff like that, then this is probably the project for you. Uh, it runs on both CPU and GPU, but I believe it's only Windows GPUs. So there's no Linux GPU application for asteroids at home. And uh, as always, if you don't have a good computer, you can always try Zooniverse.org, which is a lovely little site where instead of doing science with your computer, you can do science with your brain. So uh, Zooniverse hosts a lot of little different puzzles that you can get hands-on with and uh, complete real tasks for real scientists and get real stuff done. And um, that brings us to the end of the project brief. And now we'll go on to the discussion. So if anyone has any questions, you can feel free to uh, put your hand up in chat or just uh, come on line and say something uh yeah i got a question why why are we finding asteroids <laughs> well these are um correct me if i'm wrong but these are asteroids that are already discovered and we're getting better details of them of their spin and their size and all that stuff cool 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 is there anything they do with this uh new information about these asteroids on a practical sense or is this more sort of just basic discovery trying to figure out what's out there Right now, it's at the stage of basic discovery. It's much like a sort of a prime or mathematical project. We're not exactly sure what we can use it for now, um, but in the future, it might be helpful. For example, something that I've thought of is maybe this data can be used to track asteroids in the asteroid belt and then also be used to figure out which asteroids are probably best for mining. So in the future, when we manage to get satellites or robots into space that can do mining for us and then take all the stuff from the asteroids back to Earth, then yeah, great, we could probably do that. Another one is also tracking exactly just where the asteroids are. So when we're out roaming our solar system, when we have that technology, uh, we can track where those uh, asteroids are and if we're going to bump into them. Okay, you got me convinced. Although first, I would really like that robot that yells at me when I'm brushing my teeth, but Oh, yeah, I think we're going to reach asteroid mining before we get to that robot. That's that's a bit too advanced for the human race right now. But uh, yeah, even beyond asteroids at home, tracking asteroids is a really important thing for us here on Earth because we can figure out whether we're going to have astronomical objects coming in and disrupting our our low Earth or um, other uh, upper Earth orbits um, on the Earth or even hit the Earth. And so we this the, the tracking asteroids is something that's fundamental to um, protecting essentially our planet. Um, but yeah, not to mention uh, fun fact: there's tons and tons and tons of space debris in <laughs> the low Earth orbit. So we're going to have more issues getting rockets out past all that trash rather than figuring out whether we're going to get hit by an asteroid. So a little bit disappointing, but. Hey, at least uh, you can find asteroids and say, I made this computer model. Wow, that went from optimistic to pessimistic very quickly. <laughs> I'm a little emotionally confused right now. <laughs> Just know that science is doing great things. That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. We can go with that. Uh, sort of follow up on the asteroid mining thing. I'm wondering if they can use the sort of spin and uh, whatever, all the motion of the asteroid to determine what it's made of. Because I know that's a way they can find like denser parts of the asteroid or whatnot. So I'm wondering how else they could use I mean, that. That would be cool for Maybe. Me. Uh, but I know that in material science, the way you can figure out what something is composed of is by using... Um, uh, what's the word for it? It's um, to do with the spectrum that it gives off. So you get a good spectrum of light from it. So you figure out 
what spectrums of light it's actually reflecting. Like, for example, the white light from the sun reflect uh, goes onto plants and it gets reflected as green, for example. So you've got a big spectrum of green and everything else is, is absorbed. And so you can do what's called emission spectra calculations. So uh, we know that and scientists have done the experiments for every single, uh, almost every single element where they shine light onto it and see what light it absorbs. And from that data, you can actually figure out what stuff is made of in the universe uh, and just out in our galaxy or out even with asteroids if you get what's called the spectrum data. So you've got to take the can... all the different uh, light spectrums that the asteroid emits and figure out which ones it's absorbing. And then you can track that to the periodic table and figure out what elements it has. But that'll do the surface, right? You can't get deep into the object with the Correct. light. Yeah, so if you, if you, I'm wondering if you can, the way it spins, you know, there, there was just an asteroid they discovered that was shaped weird. It might have been the duck one. I don't remember, but it was spinning weird. And it's because there's a, a really dense deposit of minerals somewhere compared to other another part in the asteroid. And it must have gotten hit at some point or whatever. I don't know. There's a bunch of hypotheses. But it's spinning in a weird way because of this one dense core and one section. So I'm wondering if maybe that, I don't know. I don't know. Asteroids yeah, are un unfortunately, we can't use spectrum data for that. We're going to have to do an actual physical probe instead. Um, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but um, usually when asteroids form, they just clump together basically whatever they whatever they can. So even if there's trace elements on the outside of the of the asteroid, you can still probably pick them up. I mean, we have instruments today which are really really sensitive. So chances are you can actually get it off there and figure out what's on it. Cool. Yeah, are there any more questions happening? Uh, Findane says I think they can use other wavelengths to look through certain uh, materials to see deeper materials. Um, possibly. I mean, I don't do material science. I've just known I've, I've gone to an electron microscope laboratory. I've uh, seen a, um, oh, I forget what it's called, um, spectrometer or something. Electron uh, where spectrometer? They, uh, mass spectrometer, that's it, yeah. Mass, ma mass, mass spectrometer. Uh, I've, I've seen one of those in action. Um, so I, I don't know the exact processes and everything that go within it, but I know that it is possible to figure out what something is by just looking at the light coming from it. I don't know whether it's possible to look completely deep within it. But, I mean, chances are there's probably some method to do that. Uh, Follow-up question. Can they use other wavelengths to look into the depths of my soul? Um, if they look at the UV light, then maybe. <laughs> it's, it's the aura or something, right? I don't know. Yeah. So I it, feel like it depends that on the way strength. too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a big soul, then it'll be gamma rays. If you have a shallow soul, it'll be radio waves. So either oh, way, okay. you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Very useful information. All right. I think uh, that concludes it. Um, thank you all for listening. And um, catch me next fortnight in two weeks where I'll be talking about Milky Way at home. Another, I'm continuing the space trend. So, um, yeah, we'll hopefully figure out how we can simulate in-body simulations and figure out how um, Milky Way works. Cool, cool, cool. Looking forward to it. Thanks, man.